Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. America, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great day. The Doug Gottlieb Show is uh, today we're broadcasting live from, honestly, the furthest possible destination in the contiguous United States or in the, in the lower 48 from the home studios in Southern California. I'm in Freiburg, Maine. Freiburg, Maine, which I would recommend to uh, any and everyone like you know especially now when travel is just nuts 
I mean, absolutely bonkers. If you if you've flown recently, you're like, yeah, you're you're not even underselling it, Gottlieb. It's crazy. Yes, travel is obscene. But so many people are trying to get out of the United States. I'm telling you, plenty of places like this area near the, the White Mountains of New Hampshire. You got to come and see. Discover matches all the cash back you earn your credit card at the end of your first year. It's amazing because Discover's accepted 99% of the place in the U.S. to take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. I get great questions asked to me when I meet people out and about in the world. I've been doing this long enough where I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I'm as big as Dan Patrick or as Colin, you know, or some of the longstanding TV radio personalities. I'm reasonable about who I am, but people come up and they ask some really interesting questions. And one of the questions they ask all the time is like, well, how do you decide what you talk about? And I was, I was thinking all morning I'm on the West Coast time. My brain's still on West Coast time, even though I'm on the East Coast. I got to talk about Paul, Paul George, right? 41, 13, 6, and 3, 15 of 20 from the floor. I, I, I do have something really interesting to say about Paul George, but I, 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 also think, I also think that there are some stories which are so big, so big that even when, when Paul George and the Clippers, and Ty Lue stave off elimination and force a game six, and it just happened last night, and what I want to talk about happened earlier in the day on Fox Sports Radio. I think the Scottie Pippen story is bigger. It's bigger. But I, I, I also think that, you, you know what I like about um, Rogue One? I like about Rogue One it's a Star Wars flick, but it's not Star Wars, right? And I'm not going to spoil even though it came out a couple years ago, I'm not going to spoil it to all of you, although you should have watched it by now, is at the start at the end, it ties right into the timeline of a couple of the Star Wars movies, right? Like all of these stories kind of fit together. They really do. For example, I believe that Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson were both ticked off at their front offices in at least no small part because of watching Tom Brady. Aaron Rodgers saw Tom Brady and that team take down his team in Green Bay, and Russell Wilson was at the Super Bowl watching the game with Roger Goodell and watching Antonio Brown, who he thought he could get in Seattle if they could acquiesce to help him compete for a Super Bowl. All right, so there's, a, there's always a certain jealousy among star athletes. Everyone I know watched what's only being called, it's The Last Dance or the Michael Jordan documentary. And most of the former Bulls kind of roll their eyes and go like, yeah, that was Jordan's thing or whatever. But it's great to have that story remembered. And here's how powerful that documentary was. Remember, there was no sports on TV. It did, everyone premiered once a week on a Sunday. Like, remember this time last year in Southern California, they were shutting down beaches. You couldn't go to a beach. We had nothing we could do except watch this documentary. And that set off a, 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 a storm of events, right? Aaron Rodgers calling his general manager, Brian Gunnikunst, 
Jerry Krause, right? A Jerry Krause reference wouldn't have worked with members of the Green Bay Packers up until the documentary that came out last year. The guy who, who believes his legacy has been affected the most, I honestly think he, he, this is what people do. Like you're, you're one of two types of people. You either take the good part of the net net as a positive or you get stuck on the negative. Scotty Pippen is stuck on the negative. Scotty Pippen is stuck on the fact that Michael Jordan called him out for getting surgery, postponing surgery until the season and rehabbing during the season. And that Michael Jordan, who he believed was his close and dear friend and teammate and a guy he looked up to when he had an opportunity to put together a documentary about how special their six championships together were, he called him out as being selfish. Now, I, I heard the whole thing. He also said that Scottie Pippen was the best teammate he ever had. They also made it out like Scottie Pippen was one of the best players in the NBA. Okay, if not the best player in the NBA when Jordan wasn't playing. And they, they talked about all this other stuff. But, but Pippen is pissed. And he's pissed at how people look back and perceive him now. And he thinks it's in a negative light. He's trying to sell a book. He's trying to sell bourbon. He's trying to remake his image. He's trying to even up settle scores. And this is what he said on Dan Patrick yesterday. Tony, who was a rookie, get the last second shot, and you put me out of bounds. That's what I mean, racial. Like, that was Scottie Pippen's team. But, but Scottie Phil Pippen and, was but, but, on pace to be an MVP that year, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, why would you put him in a position not to be successful? Why wouldn't you put him in a position to succeed? Michael Jordan is not there. So who's next in line for you? But have you talked to Phil about this? Because by saying a racial move, then you're, you're calling Phil a racist. I don't got a problem with that. <laughs> do you think Phil was or is? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, do you remember Phil Jackson left the Lakers, went, wrote a book on Kobe Bryant, and then came back and coached him? I mean, who would do that? You name someone in professional sports that would do that. You know? I well, think he tried to expose Kobe in a way that he shouldn't have. You're the head coach, and you're the guy that sits in the locker room and tells the players, this is a circle, and everything stays within the circle because that's what team is about. But you as the head coach open it up, and now you go out and you try to belittle, at that time, probably one of the greatest players in the game. Well, it feels like he's disloyal. I don't know if that makes him a racist. Well, that's your yeah. way of putting it out, and I have my way. I was in the locker room with him. I was in practices with him. Uh, you're looking for him afar. Okay. Um, I, I Look, Paul George was great last night. I don't think anything, anything can possibly compare with that interview. Nothing. Phil Jackson won 11 championships. Now, on one hand, Phil Jackson's a, fa- a flower child, right? Who's a hippie who won a world championship with the New York Knicks, was a, a civil rights activist type. So there, there, there's not really signs there 
of a guy who has any sort of racism in his general being. Here would be the, the first thing is Scottie Pippen's so mad that he's lashing out. He's lashing out. And, and he's in an effort to be liked and respected. Neither is happening. It's like a golf swing. The harder you try, the worse it gets. And if we want to paint the context of the shot and the play, forget the, the, forget the point that the ball went in the basket, right? Phil called the play, got the ball to Tony. Tony made the shot. Why are we? We're not even mentioning that. Here's the other part that's not mentioned. Scottie Pippen, the Bulls had a four-point lead. They had the ball two straight times before that timeout. Do you know who shot the ball? That would be Scottie Pippen. And both were terrible shots, and neither went in. But that's beside the point. Look, I can't speak for all white people. I can't. Because I had no idea. This is, a, this is me being honest. I, I have friends that when you go back five, six years ago in that election cycle, I just thought, like, that I still believe that there's a good portion of people there's there's a, a excuse me a very very small portion of people that are still racist and i there are racists that are not white not just black people there are mexican people there's asian people they're racist okay but they're small in minority even if they're a minority to begin with but we've made everything they do more pronounced just like anything else because of social media right okay so i thought that number was way smaller it could, in fact, be larger than I thought. But most of that is because I grew up in sports. And in sports, you just don't have time to be a racist. But I can speak to people like myself that have been brought up in a homogenous kind of society where my best friend is half and half, right? And my, my, my little threesome of, of buddies that we used to play basketball growing up, we were chocolate vanilla swirl. I was vanilla. Right? And my boy Jasmine Johnson was chocolate and Miles Simon was swirl. Like that's how we lived our lives. And for, for, the, for those people, for, especially for white people, like a Phil Jackson, it's like, look, if the default for every rationale, for every decision to make is you, gotta be, you must be a racist, well, I, I can't compete with that. And I don't think, I don't think people understand just, and maybe you do, how staining a term like you're a racist is, especially to somebody who isn't disliking somebody or making decisions on somebody's life or career based upon their color of their skin is gross. And putting somebody who doesn't do that, who treats people fairly in that circle and doing it in a huge public forum is Almost as bad as the act of racism itself. Uh, Scotty sounds like an idiot. I mean, he just does. I'm sure he's a, a much brighter guy than he sounds like. But the idea that Phil Jackson was going to, like, I, and, and look, I get the, they didn't like Tony Kukoc because Tony Kukoc was Jerry Krause's guy. They didn't like Tony Kukoc because they played against him in the Olympics and the first time they destroyed him. The second time he was decent. Hey, all this does is expose Scottie Pippen as a terrible teammate. 
is a terrible teammate and not accountable for his own actions, which is also a bad teammate. And it makes me think even more of Michael Jordan and even less of Scottie Pippen. Here's how. Michael Jordan did what he did in spite of all the jealousy of Scottie Pippen, all the jealousy of all the other players and what they had to do, what they had to deal with. Like, look, we, we've looked back and people have said all these great things about Scottie Pippen. Nobody mentioned in the film, he was seen as soft. They, when, when they traded him draft day trade for Brad Sellers, Brad Sellers was soft. They brought in Scottie Pippen, who was very, very raw. But also, he wilted under, with Detroit, he wilted. They punked him. They made him look like he was soft. He got better. He got stronger. Jordan added 20 pounds. What did Jordan do? Jordan was accountable. Accountable. Even in the film, Jordan said like, hey, yeah, I did what I did. But I did it with the intent of winning. Scottie Pippen's like, nah, it was this guy's fault. It was that guy's fault. It was this guy's fault. That's not being accountable. A good teammate says, hey, I missed the last two shots. Somebody else takes the shot. All right, man, you made it. Let's celebrate. That's what you're talking about. In, in fairness to Scotty, he, he went from, it wasn't like he was part of great teams. or his, He didn't go to college even to be a college basketball player because he was small and he grew. So there were st- steps that he didn't learn, that he didn't know. He just knew Michael Jordan was gone, so I'm supposed to take all the big shots. Like He just made like outlandish claims. Well, he only passed to Steve Kerr because he was white and for, what are you talking about? He passed to John Paxson for, a, for, a, 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 for game winners against the Lakers and they passed to John Paxson for a game winner against the Suns. Like, what are you even talking about, Scott? You're talking out of your ass. You sound like the dumbest human being on earth. Somebody tackle him and stop him from doing these ludicrous interviews. And the only excuse you can have is the Jay Williams excuse which is, Jay Williams says, I was hacked. You got to say, hey, man, this bourbon I was selling, I've been drinking it all morning. I mean, in the, the permanent stain he's trying to put on Phil Jackson. Who else should write a book? I don't know. But, you know, Kobe Bryant wanted Phil Jackson to come back and coach him. So maybe there was something a little deeper about their relationships. And if you actually read the book, it's more about the psychology of great athletes and about how to deal with these great athletes. And now you think more of Phil Jackson because not only did he pick the right guy to take the shot, but all this time he had to deal with all this nonsense and all we saw was the winning. All I've heard from people about Phil Jackson, well, he never coached two stars. Got to coach two stars. Have fun with that. Have fun with that. Michael Jordan, who thinks you do it my way or the highway, and for a long time before Phil wouldn't pass, and Scottie Pippen, who if he doesn't get the ball or somebody makes him feel like Robin instead of Batman, he's going to go and take his stuff and go home and call you a racist. Think it's easy to coach these dudes? No, Phil D, he's the best to ever do it. He's a master of psychology. And you know what? Pippen quitting not going in the game probably helped Tony Kukoc make the shot. I'll show him splash. We win. Like to, to this day, Scotty Pippen has never come out and said, you know, I shouldn't have signed that long-term contract. That was on me. You know, that was on me. 
I probably shouldn't have waited to get the surgery done, but I was vindictive and this is what I did. That's on me. It's on me. Made all the relationships strained because you chose to do what you did. First, kudos to Dan. And, and honestly, like, when I started doing this, I thought if I could ever be an interviewer like Dan, and I know I'm pretty good at it, but because Dan is Dan and because he was covering that series at the time, because it was Keith and Dan in sports center, how big, like he's the guy who can do that one. And it was great. Except for Scottie Pippen. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern noon Pacific on Fox sports radio and the iHeartRadio app. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Doug Gottlieb show, Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great day. Charles Robinson will join us in a second. Get some of his thoughts in the upcoming football season. Like, it's one of those, I'm watching NBA basketball, like, man, I can't wait till football, can't wait till football. And then I'm like, man... July's going to suck. It is. It's going to be when will Aaron Rodgers show up? And what are we going to do with Deshaun Watson? <laughs> That's, uh, we'll get to Steve DeSega with an update on everything in sports, including will Trey Young play tonight? Paul George had 41-13, six assists, three steals, 15 of 20 from the floor. Fourth player all time with 40 points, 10 rebounds, and uh, 70% or more shooting while facing elimination. Those names are Paul George, LeBron, Patrick Ewing, and Wilt Chamberlain. He's, he's played 130 more minutes than anyone else in the playoffs. And the Clippers are 3-0 and when facing elimination in this postseason. And Ty Lue is 10-2 and all-time facing elimination. Of course, they're going to face elimination two more games at most in this series alone. But I, I find it comical, and, you know, even DeMarcus Cousins, like, you know, the comments people are making about Paul George now, like, oh, all you haters out there that say stuff about Paul George, like, well, it's not a hater to go, he was bad last game, he's 5 of 20 from the floor. Right? And then he was good the previous game when they won, then he was, he was bad, and then he was good, he scored like the last nine points, but then he missed two free throws when they're up one, before the Valley Oop. Like, that's not a hater. That's giving actual analysis. It's always interesting to me that the people who call out and say, and this is where all the stories kind of come together, right? The same people who say, like, yeah, media and social media, way, way too quick to react. You're the one overreacting to a great game last night. He was unbelievable but he was equally putrid the game before. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Welcome in Charles Robinson uh, from Yahoo Sports. Uh, He has a great podcast with unbelievable insight and information. He joins us here on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Um, Okay, so where are we now? Because I... I'm looking forward to training camp. I'm looking forward to some normalcy. But I know that 
the normalcy is there's always a story or two. Last year was Dak Prescott with contract stuff, you know. This year it's going to be Aaron Rodgers and Deshaun Watson. As of now, where are we with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers? Um, <clears throat> you know, I don't, I don't think anything's really changed. I mean, I, I, I think that right now it's Denver and nothing, and I just don't think Denver's going to happen. You know, I, I think if you talk to people in Rodgers' camp, they know that the only realistic like landing spot at this stage would be Denver. The only thing that would really be, I think, workable in Aaron's mind would be Denver. But I, I don't. There's no indication from the Packers that you know they um, that they want to trade him. And as a matter of fact, you know, coming out of um, you know the the full squad mini camps, the indication from the Packers, Aaron Rodgers was like, "Hey, we want to want to meet again. Like, you know, want to have another powwow, another sit down with you." Um, and so, you know, I think that. They continue to reach out. They want to bridge this. I do think that there is a workable solution to this, but it's going to involve the Packers, um, you know, probably having to surrender some things that they won't, don't want to surrender. I think if, you know, they, they want to offer him this contract extension, but I think Rodgers wants some power. If, if he were to sign a contract extension, I think because of the fact that he wants more inclusivity from the front office, you know, I would not be surprised if Aaron Rodgers was like, "Hey, give me, give me an out clause after the the 2021 season, so I can see. Let me see how things operate under, you know, this supposed more inclusive environment um, with the front office. And and if we go through 2021 and it feels like nothing's really changed, then I have the option to to then move on and go ahead and sort of do my Tom Brady, you know, free agency moment after the 2021 season. I think. He'd also like them to maybe make some some personnel moves that I think would make him feel like, okay, hey, they're listening to me. Here's some guys in the league that I would like brought back into the fold with the Packers that I really trust. It would be a big deal for the front office to make moves like that. And, um, you know, so I, I do think that there are things the Packers can do to shore this up. But here's the thing. The Packers know they have leverage. They know that, you know, Aaron's either going to show or he's not and and – you know, he's not going to opt out of, of the 2021 season by, you know, Mike Floyo's brought up this deadline repeatedly. That's just not going to happen. I mean, that was a silly lawyer reach. You know, we could. I mean, the, the contract just pushes back to next year, and it would only, yeah. it'll, it'll only piss everybody off. Yeah, it's just not going to. I mean, it's not. It, it's like, is it, is it a, a loophole to, you know, get him to the point where, you know, financially it makes some sense for him, but it, it doesn't really resolve the situation. Yeah, I don't really think, though, that this is about it, – it's not – and I think, you know, Mike Floyd even kind of pointed this out. He doesn't get any indication this is about finances with Aaron. I agree. I don't think this is about finances. And, um, you know, that would simply be a, a financial move. I don't – I think he wants – Aaron Rodgers wants the breathing room of running this up to – you know, July 27th when, you know, the unified camps other than Pittsburgh and Dallas kick off and the ability to continue to, you know, push on the Packers until that date. And then he's got to make a decision about whether or not he's going to show up. But like I said, I, I think, you know, being that Denver's the only team really realistically on the table, being that there's no indication that there's going to be any kind of a deal in place with Denver and that I think Rodgers feels like there are things that could happen to create the light at the end of this tunnel. 
you know, to me, there's it makes plenty of sense that he's going to end up back in Green Bay and somehow they're going to figure out this common ground. Now, do I think that's going to happen before July 27th? I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I Clearly, the Packers want to continue the dialogue with him. Clearly, they're pushing him to continue this dialogue. So they're motivated. And I would think that that is, is probably going to I, if I were a betting man, I would say that, that this gets resolved before July 27th with Aaron Rodgers, and we see a few things happen very publicly, whether it's with contract or some personnel moves that showcase to people, okay, this was something the two sides came together on, and they figured it out, and we can all go back to you know some sense of normalcy in Green Bay. Charles Robinson, Yahoo NFL Insider, joining us. At Charles Robinson is his Twitter handle. Um, Tom Brady let us in a little bit. Uh, in the uh, <laughs> yeah. in in the shop, right? He's dropping yeah. MF bombs and and hanging out like he's one of the guys. Um, I right, put on your detective hat. Who is he talking about? Was it the Raiders? <laughs> was it the Titans? I I think it was the Niners. But who was who he talking about? You know, um, man. Every I mean, who have we who have we not? speculated about this point. Oh, it was the Bears and Trubisky. It was, you know, I know the it's not the Bears. I'm, I'm almost positive you know. it's not the because the Bears would have ditched Trubisky for, for Brady in a second. Has to be a team that decided they weren't interested, and that was the Niners and the Raiders, right? See, I, I, here's the thing. I, I, I really, truly, honestly believe it was the Raiders, and I, the reason why I think it was the Raiders, number one, they were extremely interested um, you know, it was something where early on in that process, you know, there were quite a few people who knew Gruden very well around, you know, around the league or like, John, this is going to be a full push for this. And they were confused why that changed, you know, over the course of time, why the Raiders softened as a landing spot. And um, I, the reason why I don't think it was the Niners is that would be the first time, honestly, I had ever heard Tom make a reference about Jimmy Garoppolo that way. Like, I've never it, – it just is really disrespectful to drop the MF on a guy. And yeah, Tom that's, that's why stupid. it's interesting. Well, yeah, that's why it's interesting. But, Tom, look, here's the thing. Tom's not stupid. He, he absolutely knew precisely what he was doing in that moment. He knew it would be a headline. He knew it would turn into – I don't care what Tom says afterwards. He knows what he's getting. He's, he's – you know, it's not his first barbecue. He knew exactly what he was stepping into at that point. And, you know, aside from the fact that, you know, he and Jimmy share the same agent, I don't, it's not like he and Jimmy really had, I wouldn't say they had like a bad relationship. Like Tom, Tom's, when Jimmy was there, I think Tom's problem with how that whole thing developed, it was that, you know, Tom wanted the focus to be like, hey, I'm here, I'm balling out, like, you know, I'm, I'm the guy and I don't want this idea that there's this, there's a second hen, you know, or there's a, there's a second rooster in the hen house here. Like, I'm the rooster. We're not going to go. And I, I truly believe that was something that developed before the Jimmy Garoppolo trade. But I don't think Tom pinned that on Jimmy. I never felt like, you know, I, at no point did I ever get the indication, like, oh, Tom doesn't like Jimmy or they have some kind of a, um adversarial relationship in the quarterback room like Joe Montana and Steve Young kind of thing. Um, you know, I, I never heard that. I never heard – it was just that word to me. I'm like, if if it is Jimmy, it's the first time I have ever heard of Tom Brady 
addressing him in that kind of a dismissive, disrespectful manner. And I just, you know, again, I, I think it's really, really hard for me to believe that that him knowing exactly what he was going to get into, that he would do. I mean, because if, if it is Jimmy, Jimmy knows it. And now that's a pretty clear rift and that's been created now between him and, and Jimmy. And I think they had a decent friendship and they share an agent and all these different things. I don't think he cares about, uh, frankly, you know, when it comes to David, uh, I'm sorry, David Carr, when it comes Derek. to Derek Carr, yeah. I, I don't think he really cares about Derek Carr. Like, I don't think, like, I, I'm not saying I've ever heard him say any, I know he has a relationship with Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't know he really has any kind of a relationship with Derek Carr. And, you know, throughout that pursuit, I still fully believe the team. I, I think the Raiders, not that the 49ers weren't involved, but there were a number of teams involved. I think the Raiders were a far more realistic landing spot for Tom to be thinking about um, at that stage than really even the 49ers were. But, hey, I'll say this. As you said, he let us in a little bit. Tom is a um, – there are more layers and facets of that personality that are far less vanilla than we've probably realized over the years. And we're going to, I think we're going to continue to see more and more of that as he seg, you know, there's this segue out of the NFL playing. And maybe this is part of it. Maybe Tom is like, Hey, you know what? I do have some problems maybe with some guys that used to be my friends, or I'm going to go ahead and cut it loose on some guys. And this is just who I'm going to be. Um, this would you know what you know reminds me of? Clear you know reminds me a little bit? Uh, there's and, and obviously the persona is very different. But you remember Kobe late in his career? Uh, he would just drop F-bombs in like an interview. Yeah. He stopped caring. Yeah, he, well, he didn't, I don't want to say he stopped caring, but he became. Yeah, they, 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 well, yeah, they, they get to, I, mean, I call it the Spurrier zone, right? Where you get to a place you're so well-respected, you can kind of say whatever you want and no one's going to yeah. judge, you know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. but the, the, the cursing part to it, especially considering Tom's image, Right, it's kind of interesting that that all of a sudden, yeah. like, oh, that, that's what he really talks like. That's that's he's that, that's foul. His, yeah, he. I mean, he's foul. Like he's like if you you know you talk to. It's funny because um, I talked to somebody in Patriots personnel um, who is who has he left Patriots personnel. He's now in the league elsewhere, and we talked a lot about Tom. Um, we were talking about um, elite wide receivers and just sort of their penchant for having guys they trust or whatever. And we got into a really elongated conversation about Tom. And, you know, he's just like, hey, man, you should have been there. You know, you should have seen this guy just dog cuss young wide receivers who would make mistakes. Like, you know, we'd hear that about Peyton, you know, Peyton Manning and, you know, if he, he guys he trusted and if you weren't doing something right, you know, he would grip it and rip it when it came time to talk to you in private. But this guy was just like, look, you should have been on practice field. Like, there are guys where they drop a ball and Tom wouldn't look at him again the rest of practice, and you should hear the stuff Tom was saying to these guys, and it would scare the living crap out of these guys. And I kind of laugh because I'm like, yeah, you know, you hear that about the elite quarterbacks, but, like, we don't get let in on a lot of that. I don't know why we were more with Peyton than others, but Tom's definitely one of those guys. Yeah, yeah. No, it's really, really, really interesting. Coaches are that way in ba- in basketball and football sometimes. They put on one public image, and then you almost have to have a little bit of that yeah. uh, the, that, 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 that guy willing to, willing to, willing to be confrontational. Uh, Charles, I'll, great stuff. Go ahead. Real quick, I'll give you a good coach that I don't think a lot of people know because mostly they focus on Jim Harbaugh. But let me yeah. tell you something. John Harbaugh, 
behind the scenes, I mean, I think it's been out there occasionally with John Harbaugh. Let me tell you something. That guy is scary intense. Like, he's got some Jim in him, and everybody always talks about Jim and the way, you know, just that intense personality. John Harbaugh has a other side to him that can scare the living crap out of people in a building when he's upset, when he really, like, that's one of those guys where people, oh, John, he's the nice brother, and I'm like, yeah. I don't know. I'm like, he's the one who probably manages it better face forward than others. But you're absolutely right. I mean, coaches and, and players, there are some guys out there where there's a whole other side you don't really hear about until far later in their career. Charles, great stuff. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, Dougie. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a new podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it. Up On Game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up On Game with me, LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. 
and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Discover matches all the cash back you earn your credit card at the end of your first year. It's amazing because Discover's accepted 99% of the places in the U.S. to take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. Every day at this time, we'd like to play for you a portion of a previous show on Fox Sports Trader, Fox Sports 1, we call it. And now. <laughs> what does the Fox say? This is Nick Wright on Clippers coach Ty Lue. With Greg Popovich almost notwithstanding, Greg Popovich is the best coach in the league emeritus. He just gets that title until he retires. Ty Lue has a really strong argument that he's next man up. Eric Spolstra's got an argument. There's a mm. couple other guys. But Ty Lue is what making a case this postseason. Kerr, Kerr certainly has an argument. Like, there's a, there's a handful of guys. But Ty Lue, after right. having to sing for his supper to even get a coaching job after he left Cleveland, he is now without question right. <laughs> one of the five best coaches in basketball and in the argument for the best coach in basketball, Jenna. It's, you heard Brandon Marshall you talk about embarrassing. What are we talking about? Like, let, let me just, what they're talking about is the Lakers only offering Ty Lue a three-year contract, which is the same contract they offered to Frank Vogel, and Frank Vogel won a championship in his first year. <laughs> so, like, we're completely, like, was, like no, the Lakers, Lakers are cheap. The Lakers only wanted to offer a three-year contract, and he turned it down. Now, look, I think Ty Lue is a very good coach. He's done a very good job. I will point out, the other team is actually up three to two, right? It's like, I, he's done a great job. Monty Williams did an amazing job. Nate McMillan took over, you know, it wasn't a dumpster fire, but they weren't playing well in Atlanta. Like, you're not here unless you're a really good coach. But I, I actually heard that and I was like, what are they talking? Still, you're still talking about the Lakers thing? Do I think Ty Lue is a very good coach? Yes. Do I think he's a better coach or has better relationships 
than Vogel has with his stars. Yes. But they also, the Lakers offered Ty Lue the job first. Then they offered Frank Vogel. And all Frank Vogel has done was win a championship. What does the fuck say? We go back and we, we, we completely change what things meant or how things happened. Well, it's embarrassing. They only offer him a three-year deal. No, what's embarrassing is why do you have to offer an NBA coach a five-year contract? Why? Why? Doesn't make any sense. Coach's not going to be there five years. And if he's, he's not like a recruiting class, you have him a three-year deal. And if he's good after your first year, you extend him. Which the Lakers haven't done to Frank Vogel. Coming up next, I'll tell you what's really going on between Damian Lillard and the Trailblazers. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge Podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is Finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 